Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This episode of Film Sack is brought to you by Totally Awesome Films, a podcast by one of the longtime fans of Film Sack, John Chung. He's been a fan since 2010. That's Totally Awesome Films, available on Apple Podcasts, Android, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now listen to me, boy. Swear that your father's bloodlust and tyranny died with him. Swear that you will live and rule with mercy. Come to me and learn the once ways. Now swear! <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Film Sack. Yeah, that's what it's called Film Sack. It's uh, episode 453. I'm Scott Johnson, and uh, we're mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Joining me today, Brian, no one is above the code, Dunaway. No one's above the code, except for dragons. Oh, hi. Hi. Come. We have a full day ahead of us, my half-hearted king. We must make haste to the horses. But first, let me grab my falcon and buzz Malfoy. Oh, oh. <laughs> that never stops amusing me. Oh. <laughs> and now that the whole motley crew of assholes are here, let us ride down to the peasant quarry and harass the blind man and any redheads we come across. Isn't that right, Mr. Falcon? Those mean old redheaded girls always trying to break our hearts. You would never do that, would you, Mr. Falcon? No, you wouldn't. Hey, you guys know what I haven't done in a while? What's that? I, had a good, I, haven't, I haven't had a good old hand wrestling match with a smelly peasant. <laughs> Say, we should, we should do that tonight when we get back. In fact... I think I'll double down and hand-wrestle two peasants at once. Mm. What's that, Malfoy? Uh-huh. I can so. Want to bet? Back me up, my king. <laughs> and and now that is your movie right there. No CGI needed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no bad CGI needed. Uh, well done. <clears throat> A nice early call to some of the Harry Potter uh, connections that we'll talk about mm-hmm. in the show. Also with us, Randy, CGI stands for crappy graphics inside Jordan. Mm. Aloha, Scott. Brian, Brian. <clears throat> All right, boys, we're... We're all done up here with the renovations to your village that you ordered. 
And I've got a final bill here that includes some adjustments. I just won't go over with you. That's right, adjustments. <laughs> uh, let's see. We heard it. You, yes. you know, steer into it. You know, you know how your village is in a place where people walk around and sometimes run and play, and you know how it's a place where humans do their work all day. Yeah, it didn't have enough spikes about four and a half feet off the ground. So we installed a bunch more spikes to get it up to code. Four and a half feet is code because that's exactly the right height to catch a child in the face or a grown up in the heart. You'll thank us later. Uh, okay. Oh, actually, we only got one other line item here. Uh, your villagers seem to be absolutely starving for meat. They're crazy for it. So we, we set up some downward angled mirrors in the village to remind them that they are literally surrounded by pigs. Mm -hmm. There ain't no meat better than pig meat. I don't know what's wrong with you peasants. Are they, are they kosher? Yeah. Is that a thing? Those spikes, by the way, are a world of OSHA violations. (laughs) (laughs) All right, finally with us, Brian, your little spiky baby shield ain't going to do jack against a dragon, Ibbet. Oh, you say. Uh, Okay, Mr. Connery. Hey, we really appreciate you coming in on a Saturday to do some VO work for our movie, Dragonheart. As you know, your character is the dragon, Draco, and you've been pulling Bowen through the forest, making him hit every tree. He jams the saddle that you've been pulling him on onto a tree, which yanks you back. Now, give us a yell that sounds like something a dragon would say when he gets yanked back like that. Uh, okay yikes we're, we're going we're, yikes. we're going with yikes all right That's what said. Okay. We'll, we'll go with yikes okay oh yes mr connery don't worry we're going to be doing some work on your vo to make sure that it doesn't sound like you're just sitting in a padded booth reading your lines do we have somebody for that no all right okay never mind uh okay in this next scene it's after a long battle with bowen you're going to try to eat him so we need you to read these next few lines like you've got dennis quaid in your mouth uh, mr connery mr connery where's he going we didn't even get to the giant loogie <laughs> everything was a snot rocket too with that dragon yeah. oh, yes it was yeah he's just blowing fire out the nose in fact the trivia even yeah. goes into that and says the only time fire exits the dragon is through his nostrils i'm like nice nice trivia there and in, and in the trailers for all the sequels fire comes out of the dragon's mouth so apparently uh he was he was a mutant yeah or yeah, right. well he was the last one so i don't know how they came up with anything that was post this i can understand <laughs> some prequels sure yeah you couldn't you can't you can't pronounce his real dragon name, but it rhymes with nostrils. That's what we know for sure. <laughs> uh directed by Rob Cohen. This is Dragonheart, nineteen ninety eight's film. Um, um yeah, go ahead. Amazingly short summary on IMDB. The last dragon and a disillusioned dragon slaying knight must cooperate to stop an evil king who was given partial immortality. Yeah, it's pretty succinct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. And that's why this movie, I think that's why this got shopped so well in Hollywood. It's real easy to sum up. It's like, oh, that sounds like mm-hmm. a good idea. Right. Yeah. Right. They don't Uh-oh. need to say, you know, it's the Brady Bunch meets uh, <laughs> right. Captain America. Yeah. I, right. Oh, hey. I, I will like that. always wonder yeah, I would how, like to see did, yeah. how did this sort of like intellectually or in the imagination of one kid from Wyoming or Montana or whatever, how did this give way to Aragon? Because like when, when you try to summarize Aragon, it's like, what's that about? Okay, so there's a kid. All right, so you're in a universe where magic exists, but it's weird. Magic was weird. And there's this kid, and there's a dragon. Uh, and oh my God, I, I give up. I'm not even good at it. It's, 
it's ridiculous aragon you know like this is just like nothing this, yeah. seriously this this film is is nothing is I don't he, is he claim he does he claim his inspiration came from this is this like the thing that got him going or something it was it was one of them okay the the, the guy uh what's it christopher yeah something. the he's old now uh, or older he's in his 30s now. yeah but like <laughs> he's he, old now. you know he wrote aragon in high school and his uh you know he was right he was perfectly timed right like yeah. lord of the rings films were all coming out yeah. and there was dragon heart and he was you know he was, was primed this for isn't based on something right this is no. oh yes it's absolutely dragon heart is based on a it's based on the book yeah uh, well know, is it, a it, it was written originally now the dragon heart itself is based on a lot of legends of course but it was written sure. as a script right it was written as a script the original script was converted into a book later because of the screenwriter. Yeah, it was a said, novelization of the movie, yeah, he, I thought. Gotcha. Okay, that's what yeah, I was wondering. But there was a book first and Yeah. Yeah. So the right. original concept must have been no. different, but all I know book is post. all I know is for sure is uh here here's the mistake. So Rob Cohen's interesting dude. That guy is responsible for two of the of the well, one of the most successful run, long-running series of all time. <laughs> two, one. And then the other one is weirdly uh, having a long run, but shouldn't, and that's Dragonheart. So Dragonheart has like four sequels, and they're all on Netflix, and they're all bad and direct-to-video. Uh, his other one, of course, is the Fast and the Furious series. He directed the first one, and then that thing took off like crazy and now is like one of the biggest money makers uh, in film, uh, action film history. And so... That dude just somehow knew how to do that stuff. I'm surprised Triple X doesn't have like five more. Um, I guess it has right. three or whatever. Tried they to. tried. They Try, wanted yeah. to. It yeah. just it fell into this weird can't get it made uh, situation. Yeah, and they he, ran out of X's because it would have to be like oh, quadruple X and quintuple X. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't really. So here's the thing with Rob Cohen. I don't really like his movies, but I think conceptually he has ideas that do make decent franchises or can. Oh, clearly, yeah. clearly yeah. these are you know these are money making efforts, or else why would you do them? Um, and the, the only example of a movie he did where it was just like standalone and lives forever as a single film for me is dragon, which is nothing to do with this. Uh, it's the Bruce Lee story movie. And that's a great movie. If you've never seen dragon, the Bruce Lee story, it's fantastic. It's very, very good. And for, so for all I'm concerned, he peaked there. And then everything else was just like shovelware. <laughs> it was just like, here you go. Here's a bunch of kind of shit and good luck to you. Sort of, you know, and it's not that's bad. You know, I don't, I don't knock him for it. He's, he found a niche in Hollywood. That's kind of unique. Like he's got mm-hmm. a weird, it's a weird uh, resume of franchises that seemed not like they would be franchises. So, right. Yeah. If you had told me fast and the furious was going to continue on, I would matter of fact, I thought it was definitely not going to happen. Cause by the time, like what Tokyo drift, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, they've, they've, totally veered off course and i'm like which is okay, right. so not even not a true sequel none of the same characters right right, right. it was like in like a place right did it have anybody it else ties. it's just elsewhere in the timeline right 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 tokyo drift is the third film but it belongs between like six and seven or something yeah because the the guy dies the, the main character dies in tokyo drift but he's in future uh, oh, he yeah. is okay. So it yeah. does it does have something that connects it to the other movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, completely oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, for sure. But but at the time when it came out, it was definitely like a separate thing. It felt like a thing apart, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I, I mean, here's a my little secret. My favorite Fast and the Furious is Tokyo Drift. Oh, yeah, I like Tokyo Drift a lot. Yeah, the only too. one I've seen is Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and they shouldn't have called it Fast and the Furious because it was wait, so wait, wait, loosely wait. connected. It should have just been something else. Brian Ibbett, you've never seen any of these Vin no, he's, Diesel, he's The seen, Rock. He's seen two, the one we saw because together. Because we watched it here. Sure. Yeah, 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 we watched yeah. it sure, there. But like, 
like the rock is making movies and you're not seeing them i haven't seen jumanji <laughs> either i mean does that <gasps> you're not, you haven't the seen first one or the jumanji? second one I haven't seen. I saw the original Jumanji. I've not oh. seen any of the new Jumanjis. Me either. I, I haven't. I, what do you the have? New, the new Jumanjis. Yeah. New <laughs> you Jumanji. should watch at least the first new Jumanji. <laughs> All right. Okay, so you understand, right? That the I Rock, know who the is, rock is national treasure. <laughs> no, he's sure. great, but that's a I've little. I've seen the Rock in other movies. I haven't <laughs> seen every Rock movie. <laughs> I just watched You're Moana again. He's great in that. This is so weird. Yeah. I'm well, trying to let me pull up his list here and see how many. Oh my goodness. Uh, of his movies I haven't seen because I bet you there are more that I haven't seen. Oh my gosh. He's in a movie. He's at least in what two or three movies every year. So I mean oh, there's, there's tons oh, of rock geez. movies I haven't oh, seen. Oh my god, look at this list. There's no way. Yeah. Can't well, get through all this. We've watched uh <laughs> at least three the rock movies here. Right? We watched the Rundown, Rundown. Yeah. Doom. Doom. Uh this thing, or uh, sorry, the the um uh the one we just mentioned that I now forgot. What was it? Oh, uh, 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 no, no. I guess that's it. Maybe that's it. Doom and that. Doom and uh, did we watch Rundown? Doom. Yeah, we did. We, Doom. we definitely watched Doom. Yes. Wow, <laughs> that is how unaffected that movie was. <laughs> it totally was on me. I because remember more I, about the game than I did the movie. If you ask me right now, Brian, did you ever watch the movie Doom? I'd go, no. Nah. Yeah. No, I've never seen it. Well, the, the right, uh, I, there's a new one. On I've Netflix. seen Get Smart. I haven't seen Race to Witch Mountain. I have not seen Too oh, Fairy, seen and I have a hard time thinking that anyone's going to talk me to that one. Yeah. Are you serious? Okay, so the, I'm putting that on a list for films. No, <laughs> the Tooth Fairy. We can't watch the Tooth Fairy. Yes, we can. Can which we? one? The first one or the second one? There's second one. Oh, geez. No, oh, yeah. We really can't watch that one now. No, uh, there's two. I haven't seen any of the GI Joe movies. Jesus. Did we watch? Did we watch a pain? Did we watch Pain and Gain for this? I thought we might. No, we haven't no, yet. No, I'm tracking no, it never. very closely. Yeah, not yet. Oh, I saw. I is. saw San Andreas. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yes, it yes, counts. Yes, I saw San Andreas. Did you see the one where he's on the skyscraper thing? Was that called skyscraper? Yeah, I saw the one skyscraper. skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs> was that what it was called? Wasn't there a movie? I did not see Rampage that same year, though. I did see oh Skyscraper, my gosh. but not Rampage. Have yeah. we fleed from a movie so quickly in the yes, past we review have, when we're but... talking about one? <laughs> but we got a. I mean, we've we got onto such an interesting topic, and like Pain and Gain is a great example. That's that's a fine performance by The Rock. Sure. It's not a bad film. Yeah, it's okay. It's a Michael Bay film. But it's not a bad film. It's and one of, one of like, his better sh- movies. It's actually okay. It's all right. Yeah, we we should watch it. And I I always forget that you know people aren't out there watching every The Rock movie. I I just I, I don't know why. I just think it's I like, am it, I am like looking required. forward to uh, this year's film adaptation of the Disney ride Jungle Cruise, starring Oh, oh yeah, the Rock. of course, because you're a big, you're a big Disney guy. You'll love that. You'll I love actually that. am a big Disney guy. I can't wait for the whole scene where he talks about now we're going to go behind the waterfall and you're going to see the back of water. Because yep. out of all the jokes that they that they bring in new and old for uh, Jungle Cruise, that's the one that yeah. every driver seems to do. Yeah, they all know it. And so if it doesn't come up in that movie, no sale. Stairway to heaven of the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I figured out to start recording those guys way too late. And like the second time I ever went on the Jungle Cruise, it was a driver's last day. Mm. And he had been doing it for like eight years. And I I wish I had it recorded because it was absolutely spectacular. This guy went off the rails all the way. He was balls to the wall, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> what uh, what would the amazing. Disney police do to you if they catch you recording the Jungle Cruise guy? Oh, yeah. I don't know, be? but I've done it. I've done it several times. <laughs> you get I mean, carted you know, off what, by yeah. uh, it, freaking Woody or somebody. Would, would... Is it stealthily like with a... Uh, you know, phone in your pocket kind of thing, or do you have your phone out and you're just like 
<laughs> you know what? The, the Disney police are overrated. Like there was a fire at Disneyland last week. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so like there's all these people, they pull their phones out. They take video of downtown Disney on fire as, as everyone's evacuating the park. Oh, and, and I'm just like, I'm looking for the Disney police and they're just, there just aren't, they, you know, like it's the happiest place on earth. They just don't have a big force of humanity. No, no, they have a big force. Out. You just don't see. Yeah, the you don't see police. it. It's just the, the Disney police don't want to be seen. Exactly. It's All just right, it's well. Sheriff Woody, and you got like three other guys. <laughs> that's right. And that's it. This is reach you get. for the sky. <laughs> yeah, reach for reach for the sky. There's a snake in my boot. He says. <laughs> it's so weird watching the Oscars and uh, what's his name talks. Uh, oh, Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. 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 Like now. Now, when Tom Hanks speaks, like I, I, I don't even remember what he was introducing because I couldn't, I couldn't follow the actual words. I could just hear his character. Right, Dragonheart was nominated for an Oscar. Wait, 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 wait! Nice, yeah, nice, Dragonheart nice was nominated for an Oscar. Tell, True story. Tell us what it was nominated for. Uh, it, visual effects. No, they screwed up. That's no good. Hey, this was this was 1996. Yeah, but it you was. You gotta also... say this was this was a very brave attempt. At uh, CGI, yeah, I agree. It, I agree. It was it was on screen a lot. Well, twenty two minutes, yeah. but yes. Well, I, so I wanna... here, let me let me say this though, because back Jurassic th- Park, this is minutes. three. <laughs> this is three years after Jurassic Park. Now that you bring it up, right? And that set a standard that is very hard to equal. So I think yeah. that this fell short of that, and as a result, it shouldn't probably be heralded for its. I think work. it should because it was the first time that uh, that that CGI character for me was convincing enough. Even though I'm definitely aware that it was CGI, mm. I could momentarily lose myself into the idea that he was actually talking to a dragon. Yeah, they just made him too puppety to me. It, that's my biggest problem with it. Is it's right. not so much that the actual dragon silhouette and and animations weren't bad it's just they made him like a puppet and he would like you know tell him to be quiet by putting his finger over his neck and or he'd lean on his hand like a person and like too well, much that's of what that they were, that's where they were that's what these guys were doing these anim- we didn't get really into i don't know if you remember but uh we really were just trying to render things realistically we didn't really start looking at how things moved as much until later so these guys were using a lot of puppetry to look at to see movement yeah so i mean i i think that's probably a reason why it looked very puppety probably i just they're the our dragon tech has gone places. oh yeah we oh, we've yeah. gone so far since then yeah. there's and there's a much more, years much more controversial award that this movie won mm. which was the ofta best voiceover performance oh lord of 1996 i don't were was there not a single other film with a voiceover performance this uh, how did i I, i'm just saying (laughs) sir sir thomas sean connery that was not the best voiceover performance he does not deserve an award at the very least no we love that guy everyone loves him and so that's enough to get the notice and to get him on the list but i don't think this wins like my gosh yeah this is stunt casting by like any definition this is probably the the top of the list of stunt casting yeah you know there's so many better voiceover actors that could have done that 
Isn't that a hallmark of these uh, these sequels too? They all have like one's Patrick Stewart, one of them is yeah, uh, Ben uh, Kingsley, Ben Kingsley, yeah. and, and one of them's a sequel. The other three are prequels, apparently. Oh, all right. And there's a lady, Which makes lady sense. dragon in one of them, and I only know this because I scrubbed ahead in one of them just to see what the hell was going on. And I'm happy to say two things: one, uh, it still feels like one of these, and two, the the uh, CGI and the effects have not really improved. They, they're still pretty no, bad. But you know what's funny is uh, uh, we talked about Jurassic Park. The one of the um, one of the trailers I can't remember which one it was because I watched two of the three or three of the four sequel trailers, uh, more or alternate movie trailers, yeah. and um, they use what sounds like dinosaur uh right wars in the sequels like they finally say eh, you know yeah. what instead of uh let's let's make these guys sound like dinosaurs now yeah and the original yeah the original uh the idea man behind this the 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 writer of the screenplay had vis- envisioned uh adding in things to sean connery's voice like that mm. so it looks like they move forward there and oddly i think uh universal had a different idea of how they wanted to make this kind of a kids movie mm-hmm. or kid relatable and uh, that that was not original in the original screenplay either. It was kind of more dark, but it looks like it just the the franchise went into a a kid mode. I don't think it would have been. I don't think it would have been a franchise at all if if that had been dark. It definitely I mean, would have been like a one. Still feels very kid friendly. I'd have no problem. Oh, this was seven or eight year old kid watch this. Yeah, but it's PG thirteen. What's wrong with you? Oh. So I my there's no uh, nudity, there's no cursing. Yeah, it's pretty mild. Know. It's really yeah. mild. But, but what about all the dragon hearts you see? Yeah, wait. Nobody, you don't see a dragon heart. Yeah, you never. He do. keeps pulling his plate up and going, "Look at it!" And I'm going, "I can't see it." Look under my plate. Yeah, There's something creepy about that. I don't like it when he's like it holding it up. He's like, why can't I see it? Yeah, I don't like that. So I, my peak was at the new one. There's a fifth dragon heart film that just came out last week. It's on Netflix. It's, oh, really? it's, kind, of the re- it's kind of the reason we're doing this. Like, dragon heart suddenly became very prominent recently, mm-hmm. and I just want to say. It looks good. I didn't watch the film. I just jumped around and checked out like the you know the the visuals, the cinematography, yeah. and I think it looks great. Nowadays, you get out there with these amazing digital camera systems, and you have all these computers making depth of field. And I just like I was like, wow, I want to be shot like this. Uh, the dragon is Helena Bonham Carter. The dragon looks real, real good. Which but one is this, this one? Vengeance. Years later, you know, Venge- like it should look good. Is this Vengeance? Is that the one? Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, I'll have to check it out. I mean, it's not a. It doesn't appear to be a Netflix original, but it appears to be. Um, it was uh, released on Netflix the same day it was released on DVD. Oh, that's weird. They don't count so. it as a as a Netflix original, though. That's weird. I wonder why they wouldn't do mm-hmm. that, unless they literally didn't have anything to do with it other than the release, but. I mean, when you do direct video now, aren't we really just saying direct to streaming? Like they're just going to put yeah, it Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, it, I'll check it it's out. It's funny because, right, Netflix could just say, you know, or it's it's a much better term to say, oh, available on streaming as opposed mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. our new uh, Fargo series is direct to, direct to video. Yeah. And there's some, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm scrubbing through it right now. There's some action scenes in here that look like. They've learned some things. So, but you see what I mean about the depth of field, right? Yeah. Like there's, yeah. It, it just looks nice. And this this 1996 film, Dragonheart, I had never really felt like it was a film. And that may be the transfer and my TV and all that stuff. But I just like, it didn't feel real film. Like the very beginning was super epic. Lots of big, long, sweeping shots and so on. Yeah. But then later, 
when we have Dennis Quaid of all people <laughs> holding on to a rope yeah. being dragged through it suddenly felt like a a, a disney tv what was that the the disney channel it, it mm-hmm. felt like one of those shows you know mm-hmm. like oh right. okay. yeah. yikes it kind of is one of those like that's my problem with it is that it's yikes. kind of a I mean, they apply too much of that slapstick. On the one hand, they want us to take it seriously. And by the way, when I play clips later, you guys are going to be blown away by this. But I very early on noticed that Dennis Quaid was affecting a voice that made him sound like Harrison Ford when he's pissed. Yeah, I didn't I didn't oh, like that really? voice he was trying to. That gravelly voice he's trying. I'm trying to talk gravelly. Yeah. I would talk gravelly if I was a dragon hunter yeah, because... That's yeah. what dragon hunters do. It's called vocal fry, Brian, and it sucks. <laughs> no, it wasn't frying it. He was I've more like the Bachelor. I'm fully aware of what vocal fry is. Yeah, it's more like. Isn't that Dennis Quaid's normal voice though? It didn't feel like it didn't feel like you were sounding any different to me than the the inner space Dennis Quaid. You no, know? we were all going he high. He would go low. Yeah, he and oh no, really? that thing changed all the time. Like he had an accent. Yeah. He was Scottish for a hot second, and then later. Right. He, kind of english and then later just dennis quaid and then later more dennis quaid and then eventually he just kind of gave it up he just stopped trying right. to do that and i hate that in movies like the princess mm-hmm. leia having a british accent thing is just super annoying right. to me but costner's probably the 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 example that everybody seems to point to uh the robin right. hood costner oh yeah oh that's by the way that is trending it is the number one uh trending movie on netflix right now it's yeah. like robin hood we gotta what? we really? gotta watch it yeah, yeah. every time did i go by it's like did something it's like you gotta watch it with robin hood or kevin costner that made I that popular don't know i just, just no i think that thing I was no the, that was a huge hit in in the day yeah. and i think there's a giant number of people of a certain age who are like sweet my favorite movies on netflix and so they're watching it by the way i just right. put in the chat a gif of the latest dragon That's lady gorgeous it's all right but it's still a little it, too. It, it is. It is all right, and I love it. But I don't like the fact that it's got human-like eyes. That's it, why that I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I think they need to yeah, give me lizard eyes or goat yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah it's the blinking. Oh, that's that's not right at all. <laughs> I also think that they don't do a good enough job. I think Sean Connery was excellent. I think he's you know, he's for for what they fun. gave him, he did a great job with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. They needed to make sure that he was looking at a picture of what his dragon looked like when he was delivering his lines because, or they probably didn't have it. They probably, you know, well, we're going to add that all later and it's all CGI. So we don't even know what your dragon's going to look like. Right. According to trivia, they had like, I think he would have delivered his lines a lot more like this if he had seen it because the the dragon barely moves his lips. Yeah. Yeah, Instead, he was like, I lost my car keys. You know, he's like doing the. The full, he was going full Connery and there was no getting around it. Exactly. So I, we, we, we know this isn't a good movie. Okay. I think we can all admit that it is a product of his time and we've moved a long way since then. And so, but was there joy in it? Did you guys, did you guys find yourself having fun? Yeah. Oh, I totally had fun. fun. I think, I think the best thing about the movie for me is the music. I think the music is fantastic yeah. and um, it's better than it has any right to be. Yeah. Reused or, in so many trailers down the line. Yeah, too, I saw that. And the Olympics yeah. even reused it. Yeah. <laughs> Where did this music come from? Um, you remember a movie in the 90s called Dragonheart? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, nobody will, nobody will recognize it. We can right. just use <laughs> Pretty sure it's the same composer he used for the Dragon movie, which also, the Bruce Lee one, which also has um, is famous for having its music used for tons of trailers, including Forrest mm-hmm. Gump and some other stuff. 
Well, we're talking about Randy Edelman. Yeah, that's the guy. And uh, yeah, this person is all over my collection of movie scores. All over. Like, it's just amazing. Is he still doing stuff today? Uh, Still a guy? Okay. Cool. Yes, absolutely. Uh, He, uh, I would say the best in in the whole collection is Last of the Mohicans. Mm -hmm, That's just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a fantastic score. But this is right up there. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. That is him that did that. I need to dig into his stuff more, but. Yeah, the music really stood out. I think some of the cinematography was real good. Um, mm-hmm. Just like the shots of the big armies moving across land and that kind of stuff's always always looks good to me. Uh, there are also I, I thought um, David Thewlis's ridiculous yes, King, uh, King thing was King just ridiculous Einen. and amazing. I kind of liked it. Was it. They, good. I really, really hated him, the young Einan and and the King Einan. I just would it, you stop saying that? Really? <laughs> Hated him. Right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is a film that's not aware of its cast, right? Okay. It's, it was written, and you were going to stick with it. And it's like if if they had just stopped a moment and said, "Let's get this guy a different name." If we're going to have Sean Connery and Dennis Quaid say it over and over and right. over, yeah. and it's just like, no, no, we got to stick with what's on the script, boys. Yeah, I don't like Ian as a name much either. But if he, David no. Thewlis, is in my mind can do no wrong anyway i love him and uh, everything i love this he's in all sorts of movies yeah, yeah the shallow end of the pool is where the turds float <laughs> float, <laughs> float. Did, it, did it not kind of strike you that in 1996 so david thewlis was butt ugly like, oh he's always ugly, been ugly. He's, ugly. An, he's an ugly guy but i think, oh, I think he's, anytime, he's yeah. films where he looks fine well, yeah, well go go I, go watch uh, fargo season three and tell me how good i think if you're i think if you're a pale person and they throw you on a straight blonde wig looking thing i <laughs> think, I think just about, yeah a little page boy hairstyle i think just about everybody comes off as asinine and ugly i don't know yeah he's just he, he played that that wiener kind of perfectly and he Boy. and the yeah. kid he looked just like the the kid version i was gonna say that so that poor like kid it. has the unfortunate uh right. advantage of looking like a young david Thewlis. Yeah. <laughs> really good point so i actually Great think casting. overall the casting was fairly strong except for the very notable exception of dennis quaid i think he's terrible yeah. in this he's yeah. terrible and i like dennis quaid I like Can him we start with stuff. something he's like actually good in yes. as an actor? Yes, he's good in so season. Good he's good in season three of Goliath. He's amazing in um, the movie where he plays. What was it called the Rookie? Played a baseball player mm-hmm. that was good mm-hmm. enough to get in the big leagues for a while. It was a true story. Great movie. Great. Great uh, role. He's got plenty of good stuff. He's out there. I he's even like. I liked. I liked. Even though it's kind of a smaller role, I liked him in the day after tomorrow that we watched right here. Yes. Pretty good there. Yes. Mm-hmm. He can do. Mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid is fine. I'm not saying he's great or exceptionally wonderful or anything. He's better than his brother, uh, but he's he's fine. He's <laughs> he's, he's just than wrong. His brother. <laughs> I swear. In any world, if you ask me if those two guys were related, I would never believe it. Even as long as I have known the information. I yeah. would still just I'd look it at is, the two and go. It is nah, weird. They don't look like each they're other. They're not related. Mm-hmm. But here's the other Dennis, thing. Like if you'd have had the trivia says that Liam Neeson was like this close, like a hair away from getting this role. That's the better right. choice. That's the better choice. Way better. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's a fact. The the here's film the that, that made Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Dennis Quaid exists in our imagination as a as a longtime successful actor because of the film Enemy Mine. And that does not hold up. Now in nineteen eighty we're like, oh wow, enemy mine! It's so great, but I'm telling you, whew, it the does con- not. No, it's, it's not great, but it is. I still think it has 
It has something to say. It has has value. I agree. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great concept, and that movie ought to be remade. The truth is, it's basically a Star Trek episode in movie Mm -hmm. form. It's Jalad and yeah, yeah, Tanagra and and all that. Yeah, like it's definitely one of those like, hey, what about (laughs) what (laughs) the other day when the walls fell? What if we get? What if we were able to get past our differences? And what's more different than a spaceman from U.S. or from uh, uh, Earth and a a weird alien who's played by? Louis Gossett, Louis Gossett Jr. Jr. Yeah, this guy yeah. Jr. So it, ha- it has something to say, but it doesn't hold up in terms of like, you know, would I, would I want to watch that today? There are plenty of better oh, oh, uses of that fact. story. Yeah. Fact. Here, I'm going to do it. Oh, all right, all right. Fact, 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 fact. 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 <laughs> Go. Jaws 3D, Mike Brody. Best role he ever did. <laughs> I forgot he was in Jaws 3D. <laughs> His uh his purpose in in life is a dog's purpose right now, uh, and we we have that and a dog's journey, and all he has to do is just play a guy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a, the simplest thing, mm-hmm. and he's just not he's that good at, good at it. I'm sorry. I think no, he's, he's good at playing just the guy. I think he's good at that. I think he's really good at playing a dad. I, I think he does. He looks concerned. He always looks <laughs> concerned. He yeah. He's so. like, he just smelled something, and it might be coming yeah. from the bathroom, but it might no, not. No, I'll, I'll tell you what he smelled in this movie. Everybody. Mm. I can't imagine living <laughs> during these times. Yeah. I am just too, you know, modern hygiene. Uh, peasants. Right. Anybody I see that? Uh, everything stunk. He's very busy. He's got like 100 things in production, but he was in uh, that Fortitude series. That was good. I watched some of what that. Was, what was the the uh, the movie with the radio that he was frequency. contacting his frequency? That was good. And I still I still have a real soft spot for inner space. You know him and yeah, Martin Short. Yeah, I do. I love yeah. that. We said it would be on here. Oh yeah, inner space is great. I love yeah. inner space. Uh, Vegas. Do you remember the TV show? Is very short lived. Uh, this had him as the sheriff, and it was kind of going for a justified vibe, but it was set in old Vegas, like 1950s Vegas. And okay. uh, he was the cop. He was the sheriff there. And Vegas is changing rapidly. And there was a fake. I love fake casinos. There's a fake casino called <laughs> something something. But it was run by Michael Chiklis. So this is post oh. the shield. And he was right. just like great like mobster guy. Like Bugsy Malone kind of thing. Yeah. So was, this is like yeah. 2012, 2013. It only now, this went. This is not spelled with a dollar sign. Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. But it had it had potential, man. It was cool. And it just didn't. Nobody. It just didn't pick up for people. But I like that a lot. I'll so. tell you who else I loved in this movie, and I really love Dina Meyer. We haven't seen her oh, on here, I don't believe, yeah. since we yeah, she's great. Uh, Starship Troopers, right? I yeah. think and, so. Uh, yeah, and she seems like the the prototype for what would go on to be Mirada for Brave. It just felt like that to me, and maybe that's just yeah, a little bit oversimplifying it. Well, I mean, she's but, that uh, archetype, right? You're right. Strong, well, she's a tropotype, is what she, she is, is. A tropotype. It's, yeah, it's, tropotype. It, it, it was. It was frustrating. This movie, this movie really frustrated me with this Kara character because she just really? like yes, like it, she was just uh, initially she was the girl in the village, and then she was right. the daughter of the guy who killed the king. And it's like like that's all she was. She should have just said, "I am the daughter of the guy who killed the king." And then she like she takes a, a bunch of steps striding toward David Thewlis on a horse, mm. and it's like. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. She's going to say something. And then she says something right. and it's like so wooden and stilted. I, oh. I think in the original, I think in the original screenplay, which I want to go read, I just like to imagine the way that characters were developed in the original screenplay that I, I felt like there was, it was always something deeper there that wasn't mentioned in the movie because it was stripped away because I think women were invisible at this time. So they weren't listened to, they were ignored. And as well, uh, the fact that she, uh, she, 
basically broke the king's heart physically. And then later in the story, I feel like there would have been a romantic tale where she, you know, she breaks his heart again. And she's always got the king's heart. So she's almost at a in a uh, a faded or magical purpose that she's like always there. I get and it. I, I think it reflected a little bit, but not. I don't think it reflected as much. And, and, as it probably and like I story. say, like so many of these things really suffer because we've seen Game of Thrones since then, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen better, better stories, uh, better tellings of of similar stories. But like when Einan goes to rape Kara, I'm just like, come on, movie. Give me like make Einan make Einan have a little bit of a brain. Make him try to charm her, and she she hates it. No, don't just like go yeah. straight to throwing her down and getting on top of her in a bed. It was just it was just they filmed they filmed every scene of King Einan in his bedroom, his boudoir. They filmed everything that you saw in the movie all in like a 20 minute span and they just kept bringing in different characters because <laughs> David Thewellis never got into any kind of groove in that. It just felt like they were just, let's film it. Let's get it. We got three scenes. We got to do with this. Let's just get them filmed and yeah. get out of here. We only got the barn for the afternoon. The owners are kicking us right. out. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I can but totally like, see that. The only thing, the only thing tropier than her being the damsel in distress trope is her being the emergent badass trope. It's mm. like, you have to line those up. Really? I, I don't know. It just, was, I like her, and I, I don't. I'm not going to say it's an amazing performance or that this is the right, you know, treatment of the character or anything. But I like her just in general, and I don't know. Yeah. I feel like she just. I felt like she was. It. I felt like she was uh, pissed off enough in the movie for for where she would be at if this was really happening. And but but also she never went so far off the rails that you weren't on her side. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I was on her side. So that's, that's kind of a tough and there, balance. And there is one trope that she's made of that I loved and that's called Cassandra truth. Yeah. And that's when the scoundrel shows up in town and she's like, no, he's actually trying to trick you. And he, and he has all the townspeople on his side. I right. love that trope. You can that's always cool. use it. Yeah. Where do, where do all the townspeople get heads of lettuce? Like, they're star- they look like they're don't, starving and don't like, look at them heads of lettuce just <laughs> flying all over when she's trying to do <laughs> don't look don't look too hard at the villagers in the background because you will be disappointed in everything they're just polo don't. shirt and khakis back yeah there or no something. no it's not that it's just that you know you, you they have like this backdrop of peasants and it's like okay they've got pitchforks and it's like no they don't they got like a they got like a stick that's been shaved. You oh, know, and don't, like and don't the look at that they're doing. You mean like, yeah, uh, don't look at yeah. their work either. Don't look at them combing the wheat. <laughs> don't, don't look at, if you look even for half a second, you, yeah. you'll, you'll, the whole thing is broken. It's like, no, I just, I just want to take a, another minute on this Cassandra truth trope because it's in other movies and I love it so much. And it's like, the example is like uh Ferris Bueller's sister, right? She's mm. trying to, convince everybody that ferris bueller is actually a scoundrel mm-hmm, and no one right. believes her yeah you know it's just like so frustrated i love this it's yeah. just i love it yeah it was again there's moments right you're like mm-hmm. hey this is a cool fantasy idea you just did there oh now you're acting like you're in a freaking vaudeville show what are you doing over right here? I'll, tell you, yeah. I'll tell you who is kind of i i wouldn't say eaten up the scenery but i could never take my eyes off brian thompson and that's the reason why I, I do never can. It doesn't like, matter what he's in. He's just like, yeah. Oh, uh, remind geez. me who Brian Thompson is in this. This weird. He's a. Uh, he's, a uh, he's the one who hand wrestles. He's Brock. Yeah. Brock. Yeah. Get him, Brock. He's, he has these. He has these bizarre oh, things on his oh, cheeks the, uh, that look yeah, like scars. Like, yeah, he's so right. weird looking. 
He's weird. That dude. That's yeah, but he's cool. I, I kept looking at him because I know, you know, with the big beard, it's like, oh, is that the guy who is, you know, he's always some villain. I, I can't remember what we've seen him in that Mortal like a very, very film sacky kind of film. He was in Shao he was in Shao Kahn, he was Shao Khan in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which we watched. Oh Did, no, no, you know what is the X Files. He was the episode alien. of X Files. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of no, he was yeah. he was he chased after Mulder for a long time. He was an alien bounty yeah. hunter. Right. And those cheeks and the uh the scars on his cheeks. Totally you can't forget uh, he was uh Luke and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if you guys watched. Oh yeah. Watch that watch the first season of that. Yeah. We're gonna mention him again uh, around Trek connections, but he's one of the many, many people now that have been both in a Star Trek series and in the Orville. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mm. really? Huh. And a movie. <laughs> and and he's he got a face like that. He was one of the punks in Terminator at the beginning that Arnold uh, wants to take oh, their clothes. Really? Oh, yeah. no you way. Know, you know, Scott said that Dennis Quaid was the worst in this film. I would like the pleasure of declaring the best in this film, and that is Pete Postlewaite. Oh, yeah, that guy good. never misses. He's yeah. always got it. He knows his character perfectly. He is his character yeah. Yeah. perfectly. I yeah. miss that guy. He also kind of looks like Kramer's dad. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Michael Richards' dad. He also, if you close your eyes, you swear Brian Cox <laughs> is talking. He's got Brian Cox's yeah. voice. Oh, he yeah. totally has Brian Cox's voice. When you were playing that clip at the beginning, the narration, yeah. I was like, wow, was like it sounded a little bit like Brian Cox. Brian Cox talking. That. It's nuts. Uh, but he's you great. Know, he, was in, he was in the Lost World, Jurassic Park. I wonder if it was like, well, this is a step up. I mean, he, well, dude, he's he in Muscle Way was he, he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. But he's but don't don't worry about that guy. He's been nominated multiple times for Oscars. He was in oh, um, his, huge name of the father was. Yeah. Oh. What was the uh, he was Kobayashi Kobayashi and, uh, or not Kobayashi Kobayashi Kobayashi. It was, that was the yeah the well, the name that got made up for him in the usual suspects. Not Kobayashi. Wasn't it Kobayashi? No, it was <laughs> Wait, the usual on. suspects. What do you call? Yeah. It was the who was the guy that uh, that gave them the their, yeah. their task. Oh, Kobayashi, right? The, but he he claimed he was the other guy the whole time, and then until they Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose. That's what was thrown. He never. Me. No, he never claimed to be Kaiser Sose. I thought he wasn't early on. No. They were like, "I'm Kaiser Sose," and then they figured no, out. He it said wasn't he him. came into the pool room and said, "I represent a man named Kaiser Sose." Oh, and right. Before the guys go, before the guys right. go. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see Pete Postlewaite again next week, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, he's in Inception. Just, it's exciting. I, I just think I, I, I just think pronounced Postlewaite. Is it Postlewaite? I, I don't thought. care. That's the thing. <laughs> I do. Well, how does that I affect? How does that affect? Uh, we're gonna do this on every episode of Film Tech from now on. I'm gonna say something. You're gonna question the pronunciation. And I'm gonna say I don't care. It's gonna be one of our new tropes on uh, Film Tech. I love it. Oh, uh, he was laugh. he was amazing, and Jason Isaacs was widely underused. Oh Jason my gosh, Isaacs, he's barely what? in What's this. How I say that? He was no. barely in this, dude. Jason, it's pronounced Jason, isn't it? Is it <laughs> he was barely in this movie, like barely in it, like hardly in it, and that yeah. kind of bummed me out because I like him and uh, lots of things, and I guess maybe things hadn't really popped for him yet, but. This was just a weenie roll. There was nothing going on here. Weenie like, roll. Well, you used both uh, things popped for him and weenie roll, and he's walking really? around for part of. Oh, I love a good roll. I love weenie rolls. Yeah, they're, they're so delicious. good. Mm, pig in a blanket. So Jason it Isaacs, was, check this out. This is a funny little thing, though. Jason Isaacs plays a, char- a character in here called Lord Felton, and what's funny is the actor Tom Felton, who plays his son in the Harry Potter books, uh, is named Tom Felton. So he's got the same last name as the character right. he plays here, and and his son is named Draco. Right. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even thinking wow. about that. Good point. So, and nothing then made me. Yeah. M- nothing made me laugh more than when Brian Thompson Brock 
you know, just buzzed Jason Isaacs with that hawk because I just felt like that was not yeah. scripted. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Brian Thompson was just like, look at this little weenie. Let me. <laughs> he's still with us, right? The Brian Thompson. Let's see. Yeah, yeah so, he's still yeah. around, still doing stuff. He was in Macbeth here recently. He's ten years older than than us. Yeah, Scott, but ten years 16. older. Uh, I was to Jeez, see. how's he still alive? Yeah, <laughs> how's that even possible? Oh, he's I'm in the Expendables. We saw him in the Expendables. Was he 102? Cobra. Cobra, yeah, Cobra. He's in Cobra. We should watch Cobra. We've not done that. Isn't there a should. new Buffy the Vampire Slayer reboot or something coming? Am I? Did I dream that? You dreamt that. It's in comic form. I, I don't think there's a new Buffy. I don't think wow. there's a new he, Buffy. He was plans. big here in in Denver at the Colorado, like doing work with the Colorado Shakespeare Festival. Oh, cool. Uh, he seems very Shakespearean. Yeah, kind of does. Yeah, you should go up to him, Brian, and um, shake his weird hand. I don't know why it would be weird. Shake his <laughs> weird hand. I just that's because he was wrestling all he was hand wrestling all those peasants. So that's his hands true. Weird. I just assume he has really odd hands. Is that a weird thing to assume? So, weird that's stuff okay. in his bio. Brian says that no gym can claim him as a member, and that his physique is kept honed by years of windsurfing and kite surfing. <laughs> wow, I love that. Okay. No gym can claim me as yeah, a member. You can't claim me, Jim. Who are you, Vasa? F you. I'm not, I don't belong to you. That's a weird thing to say, especially just say he's an avid, uh, he's an avid uh, windsurfer. Why do you have to right, say exactly. no Brian gym verifies his well-rounded nature with a resume that lists such special skills as martial arts, piano, and sushi rolling. I know about sushi rolling. How do you roll a piano? You, uh, you, you <laughs> just very carefully, just very carefully. Just got to be careful. Uh, yeah, he's cool. I like seeing that dude he's and stuff, cool. so why not? have him in there he's weird looking and i like weird looking character actors so sign me up mm-hmm. um you know i mean sean connery's a good a good call for doing this like this is the right casting but yeah. i just don't yeah. think the like you keep like brian you alluded to in your intro about how he's just sounds like he's in a crappy room doesn't he really does that's, like that's the thing that takes me out every time he speaks i love the you know again you love hearing sean connery speak but every time he speaks it just sounds like he's in a padded vo booth and there's no like, all right, well, this time it's going to be coming from off screen, so it needs to be sound sounding different. Or he's up in the sky this time, so it always just sounds like he's right next to Dennis Quaid's ear going, you yeah. should probably throw the arrow at them. <laughs> and I, I think that, and I think you nailed it with the yikes part, because that's why yeah. I, I kind of stopped, because I'm like, oh, man. I sure well, how that, would you? Uh, yeah, uh, that's when you realize. That audio. I did. Yeah, that's when you realize he had no idea what was going on on screen. Yeah. No idea. No, he didn't know. And. And it's right. fine, you know, like whatever. I th- that's not his fault. I think the no, they didn't. They didn't describe it in a way that would, yeah, probably give him the. They didn't know, give him the tools he that he needed. Um, but anyway, there's another. There's an interesting trivia here thing. It says more than 200 photos were taken of Sir Sean Connery, with a variety of facial expressions, which among the footage of his voice recording were used to make Draco bear a stronger resemblance to him. I don't think it looks like Sean Connery at all, but it's fine. No. Uh, mission not accomplished, I guess. Is what well, I'm yeah, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is pretty early on in our our ex- that great experiment, right? So, I mean, yep, with with making something look like you thought it would look. That's with true. CGI. By the way, it wouldn't it wouldn't be until two thousand and seven that Jason Isaacs and David Thewlis would would finally break ranks and fight each other in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Oh, right. Which, by the way, seems crazy to say that that was seven. That was two thousand seven. That seems right. way not wow. right. Wow. Wow. Man, that's weird. Man, I'll tell you, time passes, and this is totally not related. But I was watching a, I was watching a, a football game from 2008 the other day on, on ESPN Classics. Well done. 
And I'm like, 2008. And I'm like, that was a minute ago. And the guys were talking on there, announcer guys were talking, and they said, Oh, look at the, the receiver just, oh, he just, he really had that ball right in the bread basket. And I'm like, <laughs> Was this filmed in 1900? And I'm like, 2008? Yeah. They've taken off their leather go? helmets and they're going down the field. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Have you ever okay. seen sports like this before? Like, that sounds really old to hear bread basket in that context. Time, slow down, baby. Uh, Hold up, that, Brian. That cat was a cat's pajamas. There you go. Brian said earlier, Dunaway said something about how long the dragon was on screen. It was exactly 23 minutes total. Yeah, which it was, which is an amazingly long time for CGI that was so, I mean, First how many time, times, yeah. even in the past before CGI, did we get to see a creature on screen that much? Usually only in like Jim Henson movies. Especially like, when it puppets. started out being mm-hmm. all cagey and saving money. I actually wrote down at the beginning, mm-hmm. are we ever going to actually see the dragon? Because I thought, yeah. what if this movie does that thing? Where you never actually right. see the dragon. Right. That could be a trope I could get behind. But right. and then it started showing me the dragon. I'm like, no, too go much back dragon. To the, <laughs> go back to the engagement. Maybe it you should show us this. <laughs> it was yeah, absolutely. It was, it was way more effective. Uh, <laughs> I could wait until it's done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was actually way more effective because I was really enjoying like uh the fights behind the hill, yeah. beyond the hill, yeah. like mm-hmm. just smoke flying up and dust and dirt just flying up in the air. That was that a fun was, fight for me. We do need a trope alert on that thing, Scott. Okay, I got it. Right here, right here, right here. I don't know what it's called, but it's when there's a ruckus and you mm-hmm. shake some trees and that's all yeah. you see. Or yeah. you throw some dust yeah. up from behind a building yeah. and that's what yeah. you see of the I ruckus. It. Yeah, it's like when you throw the, when so you, when the, the, the Wiley Coyote falls way, way, way down in the canyon. Then all you get is a little poof of smoke down there. It's the same idea. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, King Kong, when we first saw King Kong, the 70s version, at least when I first saw it, I mean, the most effective, uh, my imagination was most affected by the trees. They just had, you know, trees rustling. I'm like, oh, my God, it must be something huge coming through there if it's able to rustle trees of that size. You know what it reminds me yeah. of? That's a great comparison and or a great example because what it reminds me of is I watched that and then also more recently I saw the Peter Jackson one. Which I right. like a lot, but it's you know it's a little overlong and it has some problems, but I like it. Anyway, when you watch the one from the seventies or even the one from the thirties, although that was they showed a lot more creature because again it's more like a puppet because it's stop motion. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the the difference between the seventies and the and the new one is you're right, a lot of off scene stuff, a lot of things happening that you can't see. Your imagination's filling in the blanks. And then right. in the Peter Jackson one, it's like nope, full on fighting a dinosaur, head to head, let's go. You're going to see all of it. And to me, that's like. You know, it's like the picture of a pretty girl with like just a little strap hanging down and then or right. full on porn. Here's the porn. Right. We're not holding anything back. Look at my clam. Oh, my That's gosh. All... That really escalated there. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> look oh, at man. my clam. <laughs> but, so, you know, so the, I did, the thing. Go ahead, Randy. I did find a trope. Uh, on TV tropes that fits this, and I love the name of it. It's called, it's called coconut superpowers. Yeah. So that's that's probably got something to do with Monty Python using coconuts, right? To make, oh, make probably. It like yeah. But the overall point of the trope is that if you don't have the ability to show a dragon flying overhead, you point the camera the opposite direction at the ground and you show the shadow of a dragon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I just I just think it's really funny to think about how this film was all in on this dragon except the first 10 minutes like no we're not gonna right yeah how how did you guys uh this is important to me because 
it is something that I enjoy a lot of. How did you guys watch this film? Was it computer, TV? Computer, because I got a big screen. Just a little computer. Uh, TV for me, big screen TV. TV. Yeah, I have a huge television in a room too small for it. Mm. Right. Okay. So, do you, you guys have like a sound system, fairly decent sound system? Also, yes. Headphones. Uh, okay. Excellent. That's the way. That's the way. I, room too small for them. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's the way I experienced this as well. And I knew I would have to go to that level because I was just going to watch it on my computer. But I said no. This film was the '90s, uh, and it was it was really focused. There was a real big focus on DTS for this movie. And actually, the DVD I have has the has the DT, DTS version, and uh, it sounds fantastic. And that is one thing that really enhances a movie where you've got that off-screen uh, struggle because you, you see just a few visual things, but then you hear all these amazing sound effects and DTS and your imagination is just able just to escalate yeah. to a place. And, and so I really enjoyed that part of Dragonheart. Yeah. But I don't, you can't translate that now with the way people view movies. I mean, a lot of people are probably watching this on their phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, that's the other thing is, you know, we did live in a time where consumption habits are so different that yeah. i that i wonder if they're getting all of that i mean i think oh, wearing, I, I wear headphones for this stuff and so whenever i'm doing one mm-hmm. I, I i get a pretty good idea of how how that goes and how the transfer went or how a re um a remaster sounds versus an old one or oh, whatever I the music right. sounded amazing it really though. did mm-hmm. yeah it yeah. was very good like none of that stuff stuck out as a as a problem i guess by 96 we were pretty good at it you know sound work yeah. was we we were way ahead of where we were just 10 years before that. But, um, and that's crazy to think like this is, oh, yeah. this is only 10 years after Dennis Quaid was in like dream hacker or whatever the hell that was oh, called. Dreamscape. Dreamscape. Yeah. Dream hacker. Yeah. I can remember the name of it. One of our earliest, yeah. uh, uh, film sack movies. Right. Right. And it seemed, that seems like an eternity before he would be in this. It's just yeah. 10 years. It's, not, it's no big deal. <laughs> that's just so weird to me. But anyway, is anyone else going to watch this new one? I kind of, am tempted. The new Dragonheart? Yeah, I will. Do we want to? Do we want to make it a uh, an assignment? Like, do you we want to make it to, mandatory? Uh, we, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we could. We we haven't done that in a while. We don't have to do it back to back. Like mm. Brian was saying the other day, this these can be done, but back to back is probably a bad idea. But like if we right. did a month it from now, be- we did that next or that that newest one, just see where this has all come. I, I, would I think it would be a good that. idea because then it would be it would be recent enough that we'd be able to kind of compare and contrast the two. Is this? Is this another sequel or is it a reboot prequel. or is it a, it's a prequel? Hmm, okay. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Randy, I think you said prequel. I, I did. I did not it just scrubbed around with the sound off. I have no idea. Okay. Let's see here. Um, Were there dragons? Uh, 2020. Here we go. Dragonheart Vengeance is a prequel. A third prequel, Dragonheart Vengeance. Oh, they're all prequels then, what, except for where the, they all where prequels they, except for Dragonheart: A New Beginning. Wow. <laughs> what are they? What are they? Uh, what are they avenging though? I mean, that, you know, the, oh yeah, I don't know. That's a really good oh, question. This is so, for the stars. So, I I do see I do see why it's called Vengeance. Um, it's about a boy <laughs> yeah. whose family is killed by marauders, and so he approaches a dragon to help him get revenge. Pardon me, Mister oh, Dragon. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds like the plot of a dumb movie. So I would way it. rather watch the fourth one because it's got Patrick Stewart's voice, and I just want to hear oh, it. Oh, yeah. But we got Helena Bonham Carter. We have Princess That's Margaret a good point. in this one. Oh, I hear you. Oh, is the she Queen's print- sister. I keep forgetting she's the... <laughs> and she's, another. And another uh, I didn't know that was Edith from uh, All in the Family. <laughs> <laughs> and another Harry Potter alum. Yeah, that's right. She's... Uh, ah, I don't remember her name. 
Ah, shoot, it's going to drive me crazy that I can't think of her name. But yeah, she's she's in there. Creaky face, Bella Strange. Yeah, Bella Strange. Bellatrix Lestrange. Lestrange, Lestrange. Randy, is it Lestrange or Lestrange? You're supposed to say I don't care. Or Bellatrix. You're supposed to say I don't care. All my Harry Potter pronunciations are going to come from Jim Dale. Who Viagra. Oh, oops, sorry. Viagra. Okay, that, there's mm-hmm. that too. Right? Yeah. There's Viagra. Um, oh, I love Jim Dale. So, anyway. So the other the other thing I wanted to bring up on the like all these fantasy tropes is the uh, Monty Python-esque group of people all running carrying long sticks yeah, yeah. you can't make that look badass yeah. it always yeah. looks slapsticky the way you, just, you do you it, it the way you do it is don't do the group shot you have to like get the camera up in their faces and look at their fear right. and their rage and their anger and their their torches and the, and the violence of the actual in the middle of the run you can't show a group right. run it, you're right it's bad is yeah. there a trope called like don't look don't look forward don't look to the sides because uh, that's what ruin that's what ruined this movie for you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't look to the sides. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, stay doing? stay centered. Oh, stay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Wait, how come? But in this case, why? Who's staying centered? Oh, I you gotta you gotta keep your eyes on the dragon. Oh, I get it. Okay. Never. If you, if you look to the left or the right, you're like, oh no. My biggest concern was it. It appeared to me that this every every village that was portrayed in this movie was made of straw <laughs> and was very flammable. Yes. Well, which you know, I I guess is like is it's just always. I'm like, were they going back to the same village? <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> did, and it was three it was. different villages. And at first, I was confused. I was like, wait, is this the same village? And I'm like, who are these people? How do they not know each other? Yeah. And I'm like, what is this a different village? How many villages are there? And well, that's how, why how, that's why one of them has uh, spikes on all the posts, and one of them has a bunch of pigs for no reason. It's a bunch of pigs, so yeah. many pigs. Yeah, and so like they, pigs. they give you they give you clues. Well, yeah, they oh. give you clues. They do give you clues, but they're they're like I said. I guess maybe because I was trying to keep my eyes centered. It's like over here, buddy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, it's uh, it's a movie, man. I don't know. I. It's part, part. it's hard. It's also hard to watch Ghost Rider and Dragonheart back to back. Like I'm like, can we please watch a movie that doesn't have bad CGI? Uh, yeah, we might characters? we might be able to find something. Well, I, yeah. See, next week uh, our film has got great CGI. How so. dare oh. you say that Ghost Rider didn't have good CGI? <laughs> it has. It has. Take adi- it, back. it has adequate CGI, and in a couple of cases, it really does work. Like there are parts what? of that movie where you're like, oh, okay, the, the way that motorcycle took off down the road and left a trail of fire, that's badass. But there were moments where that skull we, just looked like shit. Yes. Could we for a minute, uh, a minute uh, imagine Sean Connery doing the VO work whenever um, Johnny Blaze <laughs> turned into Ghost Rider? Yes. <laughs> listen, listen here. Listen to my eyes. I'm going to get vengeance. <laughs> vengeance. Feel, feel my penance stare. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, all right. Uh, one other thing I wrote here was uh, this movie is basically a giant voodoo doll movie. And I, I don't like the voodoo doll trope where you poke one thing and someone oh, else hurts. Sure. Uh, that's that's all this was. I don't know. I mean, I think in some... T- I'm watching... We're in the middle of His Dark Materials, which has a little bit of that with the uh, the people and everybody has a demon that... A daemon, uh, but spelled spelled daemon, pronounced demon. <laughs> yeah. That when you do something to them, they feel it and vice versa. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think it's sometimes a, it's it a twinsy works. trope. Uh, yeah, okay. like Indiana Jones and the uh, the kid, Chris, uh, kid oh. in, the, in the cave. 
Kid in the Cave. Oh, uh, Temple of Doom? Two, yeah, Temple, Temple of Doom. <laughs> Temple of Doom. Couldn't remember the second movie's Indiana name. Indiana Jones and the thing. Kid in the Cave. That's amazing. It's all they had dark. A whole, and... They had a whole uh, voodoo doll thing where... Uh, oh, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. I hate, see, I hate kid that Prince there, too. stabbing Indiana Jones voodoo doll, and he's feeling it. I don't like that scene, but so I guess yeah. this I, I guess this is what we're gonna see when we watch the Jackie Chan film Twin Dragons, right? Oh, is this oh, the really? new? Uh, wait, what's that? What's, this is yeah, it's uh, Twin Dragons. Yeah, I don't know what Twin. Oh Dragons yeah, is. Jackie Chan mm-hmm. plays two two uh, separated twins, oh, and are man. they joined at the heart? Like are yeah, they well, joined? Just, one one feels something, the other one feels it. Yeah, there's just there's that kind of that. Yeah, the the shared soul. Oh, oh, trope. I don't know what oh, the trope's called. Great. Uh, like the. I think the like the dark oh. crystal is the best example of this trope, right? Like you have whole, you know, whole people, lots of them all connected, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think oh, they probably sure. do that. I I, uh, I don't I don't hold to it much. No, no, no. This is one of the reasons you hate Age of Ultron so much. Is yeah. because Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch have this link, right? Yeah, I don't like that. I I what I I guess I don't like it because they're too loose with the rules. It's like haunted house movies. I always complain about these, but the the yeah. rules are too loose. Like you got to stick to your rules. You got to lock it down. And I don't think that shared uh, soul, shared heart, shared whatever, or when you pinch me, I feel it. That stuff is too fruity with the rules. You got to like lock it in <laughs> and give me something I can like hold on to because <laughs> they fruity with the rules because it changes throughout the thing. Like for example, here's an example. Did when the dragon had to take a giant dragon shit, did the king go? Oh my god, I should take a poo! Like, right. when why is it, my colon on fire? Right? Does when, it right? How far does the how far does the link go? Is it uh, right. only a certain pain threshold yes. that you feel it? And- yes. See, it's too arbitrary, and I don't. I just don't trust it when filmmakers do that. I just know they're dinking with me. So don't do that anymore, everybody. No more of those. Yeah, Stop dinking with me. Yeah. Like the uh, most ridiculous thing in the whole movie for me is when they pretend that. Uh, Dennis Quaid is killing the dragon. The dragon dives into water, and the water is only six inches deep. Should have killed the. This kills the dragon. This I right. look when like you actually see his neck break and so on. You're just like, oh wow, he's dead. Yeah. Um, that should have also been paired up with a scene of the horribly named boy king hurting really, really bad <laughs> in the neck. I yeah. yeah, exactly. All of that stuff. Anytime he biffed it, fell. Went in the water and was mm-hmm. under there for too long. The king should be going, oh, I can't breathe. Blah, 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 blah. Like, come on. I thought it only affected, right? At first, I thought it only affected the heart. That's what I kept thinking. Like, oh, it's only it's only uh, chest wounds. Anything that, like, impacts the heart. Well, then they should lock but, that down more and make it Right, they, they should have. I agree with you. Yeah. We're on the same team. Yeah, we are on the same team. Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. That's how it goes. Johnson away. Um, all right, we are going to uh, play some clips oh, if there we, are no. Do we talk about the? Do we need to say anything about the ending? The exploding into stars. Do we? Do we really? Do we need to say anything? Hate that. I feel like we're begging Scott to play the trope alert, but that is a right. really trope. Yeah, it's so tropey, <laughs> and I don't mind it when it's like you know, ET ends with the ship flying off into space. That's cool. Right. That's where ships go, yeah. right? But when somebody dies and they do the full Yoda thing where they just fade out. And now there's a, you know, uh-huh. in this case, there's a shape of the dragon in the sky. Cause that's, a, that's how this, 
F off. That's too. That's how law works. Yeah. It's well, just don't, too don't easy. Don't read any mythology, Scott. Geez, you'll it's, be pissed. It's too well, easy, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it is it, too easy. So, well, he'll always still be with us because he's in the sky as stars. Yeah. I like to think they all breathed a little bit of him in them. And now they now they have the, the little dragon right, so in all of us because we all breathe in What I usually in. see about these kind of movies is I try to think of who the narrator was supposed to be. Mm. And I, it's, this movie got so diluted, I believe, from the original idea. That I believe originally it was supposed to be, you know, narrated in prose and supposed to be very fancy. Gilbert of Glockenspur was supposed to <laughs> give us a, you know, a a fantasy type story that that really just uh, wasn't true, right? But uh, you know, that was supposed to be romantic. Yeah, and I do, by the way, like the concept that uh, there were dragons. And it was, you know, right around Arthurian lore, and um, right. that's kind of. I forgot is, about the Arthur. Yeah, that stuff. So they're they're trying to make this connection that oh, this is real old England, you know, old Europe, whatever. But then the fi- the last dragon dies, and all we have left is this freaking star pattern in the sky. Right. I like that generally. Well, until the sequel. Until the well, except they're all prequels, right? So they don't even one one sequel, three prequels. Oh, okay. Cause I, cause we I, found I one more it. dragon. Oh, he's dead now too. Okay, uh, let's go back to the before the yeah, last dragon. I, I wish they wouldn't have called this movie Old Code, so I could have been like uh, excited every time they said it because they said Old Code. Oh, I think you said Old Chode. Old Chode. They should have said Old. That should have been the title of all movies. <laughs> yeah, Old Chode old one, chode. two, and three. Yeah, Dragon uh, Dragon Heart three. Old Chode. Dragon Dragon Chode. Dragon Chode. <laughs> Dude, nobody wants to see a dragon's taint. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> And we saw or it a his few heart, times. Apparently. Yeah, or his heart. But we saw his taint a few times in this movie, and I was uncomfortable. All right. I wasn't even sure what he grabbed Quaid with that one time when he when he crotch hit Quaid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what part I don't even know what part of the dragon that was because it was Oh, weird. it just looked it just looked like a random tentacle. It did. I was like, where did he get a tentacle from? Yep. I got good news for you. I captured a clip of him getting hit in the nuts. So we'll share that shortly. Got to tell you, you can't attack from behind because he's got cleave. That's right. He's got cleave. <laughs> yeah. Not cleavage. Cleave. Mm, cleave. Razor, razor tail. Razor tail tip thing. You guys like movies or else why would you be listening to this show, right? Well, I got some good news for you. There's another great show you can check out. That was maybe even inspired a little bit by us. That's Totally Awesome Films. It's a podcast by a longtime fan of film tech. Uh, John Chung. Been there since 2010. That's a long time to be listening to us. Tell me, I can, I can tell you that. I mean, that's only a year after we started. It's crazy. He was so inspired by the show that in 2013, which is now his own, <laughs> that's long running too, started his own show. He calls it Totally Awesome Films. Each week, John picks a movie, gives his review of the film, and then explains all the obscure references and Easter eggs that you may have missed on your first viewing of the film. We barely touch on that stuff. I'm going to have to check this out because I want to know more. You'll learn the story of how a movie got made, plus cool behind-the-scenes trivia, stuff you never realized you needed to know. After listening to his podcast, you'll definitely want to watch the movie again. The podcast is Totally Awesome Films, available on Apple Podcasts, Android, Stitcher, or wherever you might get your podcasts. That's totally awesome films. Go check those guys out. You're going to love it. Time for clips. Let us do clips. Here are some clips. Um, I'll begin with this one. He sounds just like Harrison Ford to me. Here it is. Mind if I sit down? I don't have your energy. 
<laughs> he just sounds like Harrison oh, Ford. Yeah. Uh, kind of, yeah, now I hear Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a definition oh. of vocal fry, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, here's another Harrison Ford moment. The dragon belongs in a museum, Dad. Yeah, Dad. All right, here's another one. I'm here, Iden. This sounds like him saying, Marion, close your eyes, Marion. I'm here, Iden. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Uh, here, what? Something with the king. I'm here, my king. Oh, <laughs> that was shitty. He says it. <laughs> See, earlier on, he was way more uh, Shakespearean. Like, my king, my, you know, f- freaking, I, I, I regret my my uh, distrust of the river. Like, he was really going for that. And then later, he was just Dennis Quaid. You know? It's like, mm-hmm. early on, you're playing a real character, and now you're Dennis Quaid. Nice work. All right, here's um, uh, the, the Dragon Slayer's Widow. Well, the star shining tonight? in this darkness. Aislinn, daughter of the Celts. Whose people loved your kind and called you friend. Yeah, the king's son. Cruel and full of trickery. Is this why you've come, Dragon Slayer's wife? Dragon Slayer's widow. It's just so melodramatic. <laughs> Correction. <on>. Dragon Slayer's <laughs> widow. Yeah. Dragon Slayer's ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, here, now we finally get the answer to the question, who must swear? The boy must swear. Piece of shit! Okay, he's dead it then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, the boy must swear. Yeah, because he swear. He yeah, swore. He swore there at the end. Swear it. Actually, that's the guy, that's Todd from uh, Terminator 2 when he was talking about uh, John Connor. He called him a piece of shit. Anyway, uh, what's this for? I serve the father only for the sake of the son. <laughs> okay. All right, Batman. Good job there, Betty. All right. Here's him getting all pissed. You tricked me, dragon! All right. You got tricks. You tricked me. Yeah. Here's the accent coming and going. Uh, you can keep your gratitude. I'll take the gold. Yours or the king's. He's like, oh, now I'm starting to talk like this a little bit. Get a little <laughs> Yours or the king's. Yeah. Have you seen me bought a gold? Uh, I lost it. It's not good. All right. Here's how you want your... Frozen food. All right, here you go. If you do not be quiet, you and I should be the only things that are cold and hard around here. Cold and hard. Oh, gross. Ooh, wow, uh-huh. him at the end oh. of that clip. Yeah. Just imagine if all four of us had committed to the, doing this entire episode talking like this. Yes. <laughs> I'm Dennis Quaid. You know me from inner space. <laughs> Dream quest. Or perhaps you don't. <laughs> Maybe you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote straight up bad in this. I think I'm still talking about him, so here's this. Oh, don't flatter yourself. It's not the profit. It's the pleasure. What the frick? Uh, that is so bad, dude. How did how did this it's I already didn't like the film and it's getting so much worse <laughs> yeah, than every yeah. thing we hear. Yeah. He just really, he's really bad in it. All right, here's the yikes moment. I did capture it. Uh, the dragon says yikes. Yikes! It's so stupid. <laughs> yikes! Nobody ever says yikes. Nope. Especially Nobody. not in a freaking dragon movie in the Middle Ages. I'm sorry. Well, I should, right. Let me rephrase that. Nobody ever says it as a reaction to something like a, a knee-jerk reaction to something. They always look at something and say, oh, yikes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dennis, like, wow, that was a real racist comment. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's David Spade in Tommy Boy. Right. right? That's, right. that's when you say right. yikes. Yikes. Yes. It's a cringe Reaction. Yeah, it's a cringe right. yikes. Yeah, you, no one ever says it without that irony in it. But this guy, yikes. Yeah, that's oh, yikes. That what to me, that's on, that's, on, that, that's on par with me. Or that to me, that's on par with Chewbacca doing the Tarzan yell in the third Star Wars. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. I hate that. Oh my gosh, I hate that. All right, 
famous line. This is one of Connery in every movie he's in. He has at least one line that goes on forever and everyone hears it and they know it's Sean Connery. And this is one of those. I am the last one. You hear that all the time. In fact, some people will sometimes say, oh, that no, that's from uh, that's from uh, there can only be one. So. Yeah, right. From he's the last Highlander. One. They think it's a Highlander line, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, right. it's from this dumb shit. All right. <laughs> Here's uh, here's Dennis Quaid. Getting- <laughs> this movie's went from that's eh, okay to this dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is getting worse. All right, here's Dennis Quaid getting hit in the nuts. All right, that's all. That's uh, whoa, yeah. who made that sound though? I don't know if it was him or later. I don't know, but it's I need the Quaid the scream Maybe at every it was movie one of the now. Oh, but it's a pig. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a pig, doesn't it? All right. Yeah, we need to replace every Wilhelm scream with uh, the Quaid <laughs> I scream. Love it. You know what? Bring it on. Right. I'm done Bring with Wilhelm. Let's have, let's have the Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> the Quaid nut shot. Yeah, I'm ready because we are all done with Wilhelm, right? We all agree on that. We're we are done. all totally done with Wilhelm. Yeah. All right. Here's uh, another sort of famous line. I don't want to kill you. I never did. I'm in a room covered in foam reading these lines. <laughs> uh, bad laugh. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> he agrees. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> humor. I wondered if this this was a this might have been a jab at Bill Clinton and his I didn't inhale I smoked pot but I didn't inhale moment which was a '90s thing so here's this line I merely chewed in self defense but I never swallowed that seemed like a mm, seemed like a I poke also felt how that. do you keep that line with a straight face yeah mm-hmm. yeah right even in '96 how do you yeah Brian's right all right uh, what's this oh this you guys heard this earlier you should have eaten her yeah should have eaten her. No accent now, just gone. Just, just yep. Dennis Quaid. All right, here's kind of a Wilhelm. It's not a Wilhelm, but it's a little bit like one. It's a little more of a... I, I heard it. it. It was very close. It's like they reproduced it like Wilhelm 2.0 or something. Yep. And yeah, I, I there was a lot of screaming in this movie, so I was I was on alert. Yeah, I was too. I was sure they were going to do a Wilhelm. Helm-like. Yeah. Helm-like. Helm-like. There you go, Wilhelm-like. Yeah. Wilhelm-like. I like that. Here's Remus Lupin. You wanted them to kill him because you wanted me dead. All right. I got one of him in there. And then finally, I wrote, what? Turds float. (laughs) Such a great line, dude. Just makes me want to watch Fargo again when you do that. Yeah. I love that show. All right. Here's this line. Einan is dead. He lives. What? Oh, Einan is dead. That's why I didn't understand it. Uh, Back to Randy's. Yeah, he's I not didn't dead. understand it either. Yeah, his voice, that name sucks. It's not a good name. Einan is yeah. dead. He lives. Einan. He lives. You ever lose your car keys? <laughs> All right. Therein lies your clips. Now this. Whoops. Shit. Now this. Nope. Now this. Nope. Yeah, this. <laughs> Uh, something I haven't said before uh, here for the film chat, film film sack checklist. I would say needed film jet a, checklist. Film chat, needed an R rating. Check. I think this movie would have been better if it was bloodier and more adult. Absolutely yeah. darker and more adult. That's yep. the that's the dragon heart I wanted. That and maybe that's too. what we get in. Maybe that's what we have in Vengeance. We'll have to see. Maybe mm. yeah. She's all like gray looking, like the weird uh, alien yeah. hybrid in Alien Four. The CGI. Looking at the CGI, it doesn't look that much better than what we just watched i agree a little better on the shaders and we'll have to see her in action i guess like flying and shooting fire out of her nose and stuff right that'll be great by the way Uh, oh uh no um no no i'm trying to think oh there was a puddle 
that Dennis Quaid decided to drink out of next to a stream. Oh, yeah, he was washing his face in it. Right. Yeah. It was like it was blocked off with a bunch of rocks for some reason. Yeah, and the right. river had clean running water in it. The puddle looked like someone just shit in there. <laughs> right. And he's yeah, over there okay. scooping it into his face. Yeah, so yes, that did gross me out. Right. And it was yep. also just poor judgment on his part. Uh, anyway, let's see. Oh, number two here. Amazing what 3D Studio Max 2.0 can do in the right hands. Oh. And finally, <laughs> try and not breathe in the dragon dust. Uh, hey, Star Trek Connections. We have a few. Jason Isaacs, who played Lord Felton, was in Discovery. Played Captain Gabriel Lorca in the USS Discovery. Oh, of course he did. He was great in that. Mm -hmm. Dina Meyer, she played Kara. She played Commander Donatra in Star Trek Nemesis, my mm -hmm. one of my favorite Star Trek movies. No one ever agrees with me. Oh, uh, I, no, I, I agree with you. That's one of my favorites It is one well. of your favorites. I agree. That yeah. is one of your favorites. It, it really no, is. No, I agree that it's it is not, also one of my it's favorites. It's not just because it's Tom, what's-his-name's first movie. It's not because uh, – I can't think of anyone's names today. It's not because is of those reasons. Right. <laughs> just leave it at that. Uh, Brian, Are you watching Picard? Brian, uh, yes, and Picard is very yeah. good. I like mm -hmm. it a lot. I love it. Brian Thompson yeah. played Brock in uh, in Star Trek. This he appeared in three series and one film: two Klingons, a Dosi, and a Jumhadar, and a Romulan, and uh, was one all cup. over the place. And one cup. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that's a. You should see reaction. Two videos. Romulans, one cup. Yeah. What, what? What? Reaction videos to that video is really something to watch. You gotta go see it. <laughs> Soundtrack great. I Kermit, give it a GB. I give it a GB for gets by really well. I think it's very good. Uh, it's uh, it's it's more the material does not live up to the quality of the soundtrack. I'll put it that way. Uh, now, finally, or not finally, but next up is you guys and your Twitter post. Two hundred and eighty characters is what you've got, and you have to sum it up. Let's start as is the tradition with Randy. Dragonheart, kill some peasants. Kill the dad king. Kill the man who killed the dad king. Kill a dragon. Kill a bunch more peasants, kill many soldiers, kill the mom, kill the dragon, kill the sun king, win the girl. This summary brought to you by every Anglo-Saxon fantasy film ever made. Yeah, <laughs> that's the template. Nice job. Also, really hoping that was going to all, all that great stuff was going to end with a Saturday night at the town. Damn it. Yeah. That was, it, 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 it twisted it. It always. It, it can't always. I know, but finally it was like a nice pause. Oh, oh good. Oh, here. Oh, it never came. Yeah. You wanted Just all like those. Just like the Saturday night at the house. Yeah. He wanted, all those, he wanted all those white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. All right. Finally, the clam man. Not finally, but next, the clam man. <laughs> it's the clam man. Clam man, Brian Dunaway. Oh, Dragonheart. Learn the once ways of CGI from the 1990s. It's not the profit. It's the pleasure. Nice. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice usage of the yikes. Hashtag yikes, probably, in this post. Hashtag yikes. Uh, finally, Brian Hibbett. Dragonheart. Sean Connery is too good for this. Pete Postlewaite is too good for this. Dennis Quaid, Dina Meyer is too good for this. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, a little shade of the little shade to the Quaid. Little shade of the Quaid. Oh, not nice. Dennis Shade. If there were if there were nine people you named, you could have Dennis Quaid in the middle of the not you grid. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know the not yeah. you grid yeah. you're like, thank, yes, you. You thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Not you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I love the not you grid. That's yeah. good stuff. Check this out. Alternate titles just handed to me. This was almost called Dragon Nostril Party, which I think was appropriate. <laughs> and uh, But then almost the scales of justice. Get it? Because dragons have scales. Oh. Get it? Uh, yeah. yeah okay. That's pretty good. All right. Hey, look, uh, look under my scales. <laughs> look, at my, look at my heart. All right. My I have gash. A, I have can't a... see it, can you? <laughs> look at my gash. <laughs> Gross. Uh, 
It says, look at my clam man over there. It's totally, truly a gash, is what I'm saying. It's actually a gash on the track. No, no, I thought you were referring to something else. It is my least favorite colloquialism slash euphemism. I can't stand clam the term gash. Oh, that term? Gash. The term gash there's is one used. That I, there's uh, one that I can't stand, but made me laugh the first time I heard it. And, oh. and I've never been able to get it out of my head. Don't say axe wound. It's not actually. I'm absolutely going to not say it because I can't say it, but you are correct. Is that the one? Oh, I that hate is. that yes. one. It made me laugh the first time, and I'm like, because it was so absurd. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then I, and then I was like, wow, I can never say that ever, ever, no. Uh, ever. No, ever, you ever. can't. I can't believe I just did. Ever. All right. Um, I know. Moving on. Here's an email. This is from Daryl, not our Daryl, different Daryl. He says, help, help, it's happening. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, is now streaming on Netflix. Yes. Get it while the getting is good, Sackers, says Daryl. I mean, he's could right. We? He's right. We should. Uh, I don't yes. know if we could watch it this close to Dragonheart, though, could we? Mm, we could well, skip. I feel yeah. like it kind of swims in the same pool. Move it six ahead. Mm. No more, no less. I mean, six ahead. we may lose it if we do too much, though. So if we do right, three, right. how about we do three ahead? I'll say four and a half and no further. I'll meet you in the middle. I'll meet you in the middle. Four and a half. <laughs> Deal. We shake on it. Um, but yeah, we got to get that in because we keep trying and then we get it and then we miss yeah. it and then it comes back and Prince of Thieves is uh, bad. We should watch it. We got to yeah, get in there. Sure. And get it. Uh, we'll do our, half of the, we'll do half a film sacked in a British a- English accent and then the other half in a. Normal. Fully willing to American go around and send that path. Gonna, I'm going to do vocal fry the whole time. Do it. <laughs> Filmsack at gmail.com is where that email came to us from. If you'd like to send us emails, filmsack at gmail.com. Our next movie will be Inception, the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, epic. I really like Inception. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So um, it's my. it probably is my favorite jo- uh, Jonathan, or not Jonathan Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, his brother's Jonathan. Christopher Nolan movies. Um, and I like a lot of his movies, but I think this is my favorite. So I'm in. It's going to be hard to see what we, I'm, I'm excited to see what we, uh, what we pull out of it. But, uh, you know, we've done good movies before on film sack and admitted okay. that they're still good. Yep. So it's true. It's now 10 years old. It's had some time to age. Yep. And there's some genre going here, you know, that I like, I like some, uh, I also like some, uh, Tom Hardy. He's in there. He's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got your, uh, what's her name from Canada? Marion Cotillard. Yeah, yeah. You got the kid everyone loves from Third Rock from the Sun. Can't think of his name. Mm-hmm. Three named uh, David Michael Jason. Yeah, David Michael. That's Demi it. Demi James. Mm-hmm. Did you say Demi? Did almost, you put Demi in there? Almost like Demi there. Moore? I didn't there. say Demi in there. Oh, I thought you said Demi. That was cool. David. I think it said David. I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, Joseph Gordon. Joseph Gordon. Gordon <laughs> Why would you release the name? I keep guessing. It's got Ken, uh, Ken Wantanabe in it. He's great. He, he could yeah. tell I was ready to give up. <laughs> I love yeah, that movie. Ken, uh, so. Ken Watanabe is my favorite thing in the movie. I've said it before. I'll say it. He's again. great. Nothing wrong with that guy. So, yeah, Inception. Getting it on next week. Right here on Film Sack. It's on Netflix, right? Right. I believe so. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Filmsack.com is our website. Please visit there and get all you need. There, if you're like, hey, man, where are all the old, old episodes? They're there. They just have their own RSS feed because it's huge and a giant nightmare for bandwidth if we put it in one feed. So that's why it's split. So you can get the new stuff on the new feed, and the old feed has all the old ones, all the way back to Kroll in 2009. So jump on there and get it, filmsack.com. You can also leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462. An email can come to us at filmsack at gmail.com. And if you'd like to tweet us, you can, filmsack on Twitter. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. 
Yes. We'll <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> I was told they speak to me. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I am the last one. All right. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.